Captain Supernova is a fictional astronaut created by composer and arranger Eric Borders. The music for CSN is inspired by sci-fi soundtracks, jazz fusion, prog rock, and soul, and it plays as musical background to the story of his journeys through space. That story alone intrigued me, and I was delighted when I heard Eric's new project, The Voyage Never Ends, which has been receiving great praise from mainstream and underground sources. All right, we are back here in East Philadelphia at the train station for another episode of the Station Tapes, and I'm patched in by some electronic means to a faraway place speaking with Captain Supernova, a.k.a. Eric Borders, whose record, described as a grand opus, The Voyage Never Ends, is due out on October 11th, 2019. Eric, how are you? Doing great. Welcome, and thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. So we got, I, I want to hear your story, man. Uh, <laughs> Captain Supernova, this is, this is intriguing. Take us on this journey. Tell, tell me what it's about. Yeah, so uh, The Voyage Never Ends is, um, it's, uh, I've, I've put out two records prior to this record, and uh, Captain Supernova was kind of this creation of uh, creating this whole world of space-themed music. Um, sci-fi, um, cinematic, jazz, funk. I think you kind of put all everything together. And uh, Captain Supernova was this fictional character that I created to kind of encompass the astronaut going out into space and experimenting with um, synthesizers and um trying to basically uh, communicate with extraterrestrial life. So it's, it's pretty odd and pretty crazy. <laughs> but um, I have to say, it's refreshing <laughs> because in jazz, which we often get, everything's about that person. Yeah. You know? Now here you have this expansive new personality that you can... Yeah, it was, it was definitely a breakaway from what I was doing prior. And mm -hmm. it felt totally relieving to kind of cover my Eric Borders, my, who I am <laughs> in real life, mm -hmm. and um, try to endeavor, endeavor on something new and not necessarily worry about me or who I am and create something completely, completely, you know, totally left side. And, um, you know, it really started with, uh, you know, synthesizers and diving into synthesis more and, um, you know, watching these, you know, these different sci-fi movies that have been a lot of inspiration for, you know, <clears throat> music and um, just imagery. And uh, 2001 Space Odyssey mm -hmm. um, was, you know, after watching that, you just kind of sit there and you're just what does this, what does this mean? Like, what, <laughs> what is this ending? What, what is this? And um, it really in, intrigued me. And um, that's, you know, kind of how it all started, I, I guess, or just the idea of mm -hmm. do it, trying to create this world. Um, and then, yeah, the music has, has definitely progressed from the, the first record um, that I did. I self self-released uh, an EP called the, um, the visions of the unknown. And then in 2016, released uh, The Doors of Perception, 
And then the doors of perception is kind of, you know, um, I, I guess what is leading into the voyage never ends. And um, the whole kind of concept or motto that I, you know, wanted to encompass was um, let it take you to, to wherever it begins. And mm the whole kind of, you know, motto for Captain Supernova is, you know, new beginnings, um, starting out fresh and leaving the past behind and moving forward. Um, and it's also kind of, you know, metaphor on, you know, us politically in our times now. Um, and, you know, new beginnings and looking at things differently, having a, a, a different perspective on life. So that's, it's definitely kind of what encompasses on the kind of the next pro the, the progress of, of Captain Superman. Super heavy. I'm reminded of the Neil Young song from the seventies. Mm -hmm. What is that track? The loading has begun. The, the verse is the loading has begun My flying mother, mother nature's silver seed to a new home in the sun. Um, that, that, that's just fascinating. How, let me back up. So you're, you're, you're a musician, you're a producer, you've worked with, um, can you run off some names for me? Yeah, sure. so, yeah, um, I was in a group called Balance and the Traveling Sounds, uh, BTS. And um, that's basically kind of where I started my musical journey as, as far as being in a group. Um, we did a cover of Daft Punk, Something About Us. Mm. And catapulted us into the viral YouTube um, <clears throat> we like six million views on that um, that video and uh, just totally catapulted our YouTube channel and created a huge fan base all over the world um, and super lucky and blessed that it just kind of you know caught people and we were really fortunate we got to tour and we got to tour with some really amazing people. Um, we went to uh, Indonesia and we played at the Jakarta Jazz Festival, which mm -hmm. is one of the biggest festivals in the world. I think it's like one of the biggest festivals in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, you know, it was totally surreal. We were like hanging out with Stanley Clark and George Duke before he passed. And um just a lot of all my legends <laughs> were there. And I'd, I'd always go back to that moment because it was just totally surreal, like sharing a buffet with George Duke, uh, mm -hmm. Bob James, and um, uh, uh, so, um, who else was there? Um, oh, oh, Roy Hargrove was there too um, before he passed. Um, so yeah, that definitely uh, inspired me in that whole trip. We went out to Indonesia. Um, toured in Indonesia and in Thailand and uh, we have like a we had a huge following in um, Southeast Asia and um, definitely from there I've you know always you know made kind of more hip-hop based music and uh, did a lot of uh, sampling and um, the sampling uh, I've kind of intertwined sampling working with a band and that's kind of how that group started and it was more of a, a <clears throat> just a mesh of all these different genres together and i think that kind of background of, of doing what i was doing and 
the reception that we got because we were doing like jazz festivals and stuff and mm -hmm. necessarily we weren't making jazz music but it i think it really influenced me and in the kind of the journey that i'm the path that i'm on now mm -hmm. uh, i never would have thought that i would have ever created this record the voyage never ends um i've showed a lot of my friends it, and they're like this is like a jazz record dude like what are you doing <laughs> Were any of the people that are on this record and, and the personnel list is, is formidable, I'll say, with Mark DeCliblo, uh, Joshua Johnson, Conrad Bauer, Wes Singerman, uh, and Ian Roller, were any of those folks in that original band? Or did you just no. kind of start? No. Um, so Julian Hogan, who's actually playing drums, who's an amazing drummer, um, he's, uh, he's based out in San Francisco. So it was really, really awesome um, collaborating with him. He was, he was in the band. Um, he was one of the original members. Um, and actually he left the group and kind of missed out, unfortunately, on a lot of the, the benefits that we had of, of his work, which was kind mm -hmm. of unfortunate. And um, we had a kind of fallen out. I didn't, I had, hadn't really spoke to him in a long time. And, you know, when we started working on music, we kind of got together and we started collaborating and he's just on a super amazing drummer. And literally like he, he plays on all, he plays drums on all the tracks. Um, even gave him a drum solo on one of the tracks. And uh, he's just, he's always been a huge inspiration and just an amazing person to collaborate with. He totally knows where to take the where to take the music, and I feel like for me, writing just the rhythm is the like the key thing of just starting out and knowing where the song is gonna go just from the groove. Hmm. Uh, and he was the huge, huge factor in all of that. Another um, person from the group is uh, Scott Fulton, and he's as well plays bass all the electric bass that's on the record he's on and as well he's someone that i'm just always in contact with and always just hey what do you think of this hey what do you think of that and he's always giving me like really good feedback um throughout this whole entire record um he throughout the whole entire phase of the you know the captain supernova stuff he's he's always been kind of my like right hand man to always just send something and get immediate feedback and where to go with this and giving me good ideas and <clears throat> adding different elements to different songs. And so he's huge, huge part of it. Um, but yeah, all these other <clears throat> artists that I've, uh, that I'm working with, you know, like with Mark um, and Josh, um, Wes and Conrad have, have kind of all come about just random uh <laughs> random networking and um you know with mark mark has been um i would say the hugest the big <laughs> i would say the biggest um the biggest influence on the record mm -hmm. um, so after i did the doors of perception i've always looked up to mark mark is you know a legend to me and he's just <laughs> amazing musician um amazing person just the the nicest person um and so uh you know I, I put out the doors of perception and i was really excited about it and 
I felt like I had started to kind of make my ground and, um, you know, more of the compositional work that I was doing. And, um, you know, I wanted to show Mark and I really, and I, um, I've, I knew Mark, but, uh, you know, wasn't, you know, really close with him. Um, I do a radio show called soul circle radio and, uh, yes. That radio show, um, you know, we've had Mark as a guest. We've had multiple guests. It's a really awesome show. If anybody, you know, listening wants to check that out. But uh, Mark uh, hurt his back and uh, he needed help setting up his gear. And I felt like it was a good opportunity for me to become closer to Mark. And then eventually my whole idea was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to show him the record. (laughs) (laughs) He had an ulterior motive. Yeah. yeah, definitely. For fair trade, though, you know, yeah. put no, you back into it. Yeah. it. And it all, you know, everything happens for a reason. I totally felt like it was, yeah. Know, all and uh, yeah, so, you know, I was helping Mark and I was like, hey, you know, like I, I'm putting out this record and, um, you know, love for you to hear and, you know, give your advice. And, you know, I was just so giddy. I was just like, oh, man, I, I just like, hope he likes it. And I showed it to him and he was just like, eh, it's okay. Oh. I was, like, oh, I was kind of like, it just really like took me back, you know, <laughs> like I was, uh, I was really disappointed. Um, and I, and honestly, I, I felt disappointed in myself. And this mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, I've, I've talked to this about a lot of people and people are like, you know, well, you know, his opinion is not the only opinion that matters, you know, mm-hmm. but it was more so of, you know, I think this, like this puzzle in your brain that you're trying to solve, you're trying to solve, um, the the ultimate compositional work of harmonies and rhythms and music and it is um it is a you know um a puzzle or something in your brain that you that I feel like I need to solve and um you know getting marks um <clears throat> getting him to to like it was I feel like kind of a part of that in a way just because I looked up to him so much you know Mm-hmm. And for him to just kind of be like, ah, oh, it's okay. There was some, he's like, there's some good stuff that I think you can work on, but there's some stuff that I think is, uh, it's all right. And so it really drove me at that moment. I feel like where I just like, okay, I need to get better. Mm-hmm. On, um, you know, my compositional work and I need to work on these, these different harm- harmonies and um, this needs to come through and be bigger. And I, and that's, really where this whole album fell in line i really felt it upon myself that i needed to make everything super huge Mm -hmm. and badass (laughs) and um so yeah so i was still working with mark and mark was kind of like well hey you know i can give you lessons and um the lessons um, really turned into just sessions of him listening to the stuff that I was working on. And so Mark would, we'd sit in the room and Mark would just be like, yeah, you know, like, I think that's cool, really cool progression, but I think you could go this to do this, like go this way with it, try this chord on this and try this voicing. And um, it really just opened up. I feel like a lot of the parts of the record and then as well, I wanted the record to be start to finish. So I started writing everything. So it has all of these transitions mm-hmm. That's where Mark helped me out a lot of 
these different transitions and I was kind of like, well, if I'm in, you know, if I'm in, the, in this key, how am I going to get to this key? Like, how is this going to work? And Mark would just always be like, and I would kind of like be questioning myself. Like, I don't think this can work. I don't think I can get from here all the way down to here. And, uh, you know, he would just be like, it's possible. Anything's possible. Mm. And, um, yeah, so th- that was <laughs> really the, you know, the start of it. And yeah. after showing him stuff, he was like, this is so much, this is a lot better. Like you're, you're on your way. This is really good. Yes. And so then I had, I had a, a bunch of different solos that I was taking and uh, Mark was like, Hey, your solos are cool, but uh, would you mind if I soloed on it? <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, yeah, like awesome. I was just so giddy and just so excited about it. And um, that's where we got Mark featuring on uh, two of the tracks that he's doing some really cool solo and stuff. And we really, we, I share, I share your respect for Mark. Um, he's a really unique individual and, 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 and a, and a great model for, for a proactive independent artist as well. Um, but he does have high standards. So I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, but also it sounds like he tied into the, the concept as sort of a co-pilot, if you will. Yeah. On the journey, on the voyage. Definitely. And that's, it's funny you said that because that's the first thing that he told me when I had him listen to the record. And he was like, you know, I'm going to listen to this, but I have to warn you the way I listen to music is like no other. <laughs> <laughs> so take what I have for, you know, what it's worth. Yeah. But, um, that's what I wanted though. I feel like that's, that's what I needed is, was for somebody at that level to be like, you know, this is, this is good. You're, you're doing good, but it could be better. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think too, you know, kind of with the scene here in LA, um, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, you, I'm sure you've witnessed it. There's just a lot of different groups. There's a lot of different like cliques that kind of um, have all these different styles of music and being accepted into those different cliques, um, especially too, you know, with the jazz scene, that's really been um, blowing up at, at this moment in LA. Yeah. That's kind of the the whole record of just wanting to be bigger and wanting it to be, um, you know, these songs on this record are like six minutes long, seven seven minutes long, five minutes long, and it's really um, like I I kind of felt like I wanted to like show my get some acceptance into those groups or into those clicks and show you know what I'm really capable of and. Um, yeah, you know, all these different people that I've been mentioning have really helped in my path of getting to where I wanted to be. And I really feel like what you're saying, this is, this is Captain Supernova's grand opus. This is the record that I've always wanted to make, but never could make mm. until this moment. And mm-hmm. once I feel like I got the skills, um, not just to um, of playing wise, um, but as well as recording and engineering, um, I feel like I've gotten to this level of making the record that I've always wanted to make. Beautiful, beautiful. It's nice to see that, that you know, I, I think the LA story, tell me if you agree, 
is that you know with with other first of all you're you're there where film and tv dominates right so the music yeah. scene is almost secondary to that but then you add uh uh pop music and hip-hop into that mix so then the jazz jazz players are sort of a minority in the music uh community so that that leads to a little bit of defensiveness and click and clickish yeah style. but as it starts to grow you see the each one teach one and, and a little bit more collaboration happening yeah so yeah i, I definitely see the you know i think it's been happening with just um, the progression of jazz and kind of R&B soul funk kind of stuff too. That's, that's as well, you know, kind of all in the same vein. Um, But uh, less, I see less of that. I feel like less of the kind of uh, the, you know, certain jazz musicians, kind of like oh it's not swinging oh it's not oh it's not that's not jazz you know right i think there's a little bit more accepting of kind of because there can be so much stuff of what jazz is and um i think it's a bit more open now especially too with you know robert glasper and uh kamasi washington and um you know mark as well i i totally in that that vein of kind of bringing these different you know bringing hip-hop bringing um <clears throat> house music and bringing dance music afro beat um all of that into the the realm of what jazz is so well, that's the whole the whole story of rope dope right there i mean and you know it, it only it only exists because uh, other other labels were like trying to specifically categorize music uh so if you did something different you you had to go find another label that would <laughs> take it. And then here we are, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Try that. So you're, you're among a group of many who share the same, uh, adventurous. Yeah. I mean, of jazz. I feel like too, it's, you know, uh, growing up, it's, we, we had access to so much more music. I feel like in, in our generation, it's, you know, you can have John Coltrane next to Tupac and, you know, all these different um, yeah. genres and that we're exposed to rather than, I guess, how it was prior to that. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword of the internet of, of being good and as well being bad. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I think we, we, we talk about it as the internet. Um, I, for me, it feels, it, it feels more like a function of... Uh, actually uh the internet and other parts of infrastructure which is which is travel mm-hmm. uh you know back in back in the 60s and 70s when i'd listen to music on the local radio station uh they would play all kinds of music yeah you know so there was plenty of mix happening uh on on the 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 outlets you know and then the outlets got a little more they they just got more narrow for some reason but then as musicians are traveling the world you know um I mean, it was a big thing to go, you know, 50 years ago to go to go play in Europe consistently. And now you're talking about, well, we, we did this jazz festival in Indonesia, you know? Yeah, so the more people are mingling and, and, and crossing borders, the more interesting mixes and, and blends are going to happen. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it was funny because people were saying, you know, when we were in Indonesia that, you know, like, people are people in indonesia are behind 
like they're they like like jazz music because they're behind of like what's happening now and mm. sometimes i was kind of like i, I don't th- i don't think so like i, yeah, don't, I, don't, think I, don't. The, I think it's the complete opposite yep. and um their love for jazz music is just it's unreal it's you know to have like a huge festival of having you know headliners like you know like bob james and these you know old mm-hmm. artists jazz legends um I just in in the in the states that there wouldn't be that many people going to these that that type of festival, but there in Indonesia they just love it. They love it so much. Yeah, I think that that definitely experience definitely set me on, um, you know, this path of of creating this record. Great man. So I I I'd want to thank you for for making this record, and I want to tell people who are listening. Um, hopefully, you've already heard it, but if you haven't, it's time to dig in, um, and we want to hear people's comments. Uh, but this is this is a voyage, you know, um, and it, and it's hopefully take you to to many places. Um, that's the voyage never ends. Due out on October eleventh, twenty nineteen from the, I will say it now, legendary Captain Supernova. So uh, I would love to hear from you uh, at some point what, what other sci-fi influences you have um, because I need, to, I need to catch up. I kind of I stepped away from all that when the Star Wars franchise <laughs> took over the mainstream, you know? What? <laughs> One movie, um, it's a newer movie actually. No, well, it's not newer, but it's not old. It's not like in this, it's not 70s. It's um, mm-hmm. early 2000s. Was that Gattaca? I don't know. No, I haven't seen it. <clears throat> it's with uh, Ethan Hawke. And um, oh, I'm totally blanking on the other guy's name. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of really famous actors in that movie. It's an amazing movie. And it has this um, kind of background of, um, you know, this future, this future society where um, the the protagonist is he's he's born, and when you're born, they'll tell you when you're gonna die. And so, if you're gonna die of a death early, then you get a shit job. Then you're huh. in, you're nobody. So if you're born and then and then you're you're gonna be healthy, they'll tell tell you how long you're gonna live, and then you live in a different you know part of society and then you're higher up in society so um ethan hawk's character he's trying he tried he wants to break that and i don't want to give too much of the of too much of the movie but it's kind of that underdog um scenario i what i like about these things uh you know i mean science fiction in the past was was uh was in fact I, I think pure fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think science fiction now, uh, or and and there are certain movies that have dealt with the subject, is imagining what possibilities there are for us in the future. Like yeah. it feels more real now, and and it reflects back on how we can live, you know, right here on this on this spaceship. Um, but you know, it, it I'd lo- I'll be interested in seeing what kinds of science fiction films are coming out. Yeah, uh, that that aren't just about fighting. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed the arrival. The arrival was really, really interesting to me. I know a lot of people have a, a lot of mixed reviews on that, but um, 
I thought that was a really, really interesting movie and had a really, really good, deep, um, introspective look of society now of what you're what you're mentioning. Um, but yeah, going back to Gattaca, it's it, I, that whole scenario of the underdog. Um, I think kind of plays in what Captain Supernova is mm. trying to accomplish something that maybe he wasn't supposed to, and that kind of ties into you know myself and um, you know what I'm trying to trying to do and what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm. Uh, I kind of feel like I might be the underdog, <laughs> um, and that's and that, and that but, fall- but a pro- but a protagonist of sorts, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know that kind of falls into the realm of. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'll, I'm, I'll say I'm not a virtuoso, you know, musician. Um, the, my strengths fall more in compositional and arranging. Um, and, you know, there are times where I'm, I'm in a jazz kind of realm of flexing, I guess, or like showing uh, uh, my skills or <clears throat> where I guess I fall in line amongst other musicians, um, it comes in that compositional realm and the improvisational realm um, is there, but it's not, I guess, not as close to the compositional part of it, part of the music. And so, um, you know, kind of, uh, I guess in that kind of jazz realm of things um, to feel, I guess, accepted in that realm and uh, so that kind of movie and that kind of introspective look of being the underdog, I've kind of, and as well, you know, like in the jazz scene of kind of what I was mentioning before of these different, mm-hmm. of feeling accepted. And that's, uh, you know, something that definitely was an influence as well. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, I'll say it again. The voyage never ends begins uh, on 10, 11, 19. Uh, Eric Borders, a.k.a. Captain Supernova, I want to thank you for making great music and for spending time. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to the station tapes. If you like what we do, please subscribe on Mixcloud at 21Soul. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google, and wherever else pods are cast. Our video interview series is available on YouTube at Ropadope99, and you can find out more about the artists we speak with at Ropadope.com. Thanks to the 21 Soul team, Nick Perry and Steven Dushevsky on production, Larry Yetman on video, and the great Fabian Brown on the creativity and positive energy tip. Our theme song is from the Red Hook Soul by saxophonist Michael Blake. You can find out more about Michael Blake at michaelblake.bandcamp.com or on your favorite streaming service. Finally, thanks to all of you who keep the flame burning for independent quality music. To the musicians who pour their creativity into the world and to those of you who are taking the time to listen, we hope you enjoy the show.